I couldn't find my notes for the documentary that we're going to talk about. Um, I love I, that I, you took notes on that piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but I, I was looking for them. I couldn't find them. Uh, and I thought that I'd made them in Google Drive in a document, but they weren't there. <clears throat> I searched everywhere in there. And then I thought, well, maybe I put them on like a memo pad on my phone. Not there. And it took me forever. And eventually I was like, wait, I'm an old man. I probably emailed them to myself. And I was right. <laughs> that's That's kind of amazing. I love that you... <laughs> I love that you emailed yourself things now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but uh, that's a thing that happened. Next thing you know, I'll be asking the local chillins to work on my computer. Can you say chillins? Is that a thing people are allowed to say still? Because if so, I, I'm bringing it back in a hard way. Yeah, I was going to say, I just did, so call a fucking cop. Okay. <laughs> Jesus also, I'm, I'm half a drink in. <laughs> nice. Well done. So what I'm saying is I'm trying to start a fight with the police. So please speed it up. Excellent. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> You're like, I need to be in a fight with the police at a precise moment in the drinking process. And I'm counting on you to time this out with me. Yeah, I've already called 911 on myself preemptively. Nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. I didn't know they take reservations. <laughs> My, uh. I, I predict that I'm going to have a similar conversation to this tomorrow in the mid-evening because our company holiday party is tomorrow. Oh, no. Yeah, open bar, no, free food, no. karaoke, bowling. It's going to be a good time. Oh, oh boy. I could get rid of that thing, and I could get rid of this thing, and I can get rid of this. What if I just sang the whole time? If I just sang these... I would be so happy. If I was like, check out this trailer for the Avengers. Spider Loaf, Spider Loaf, does whatever a loaf can do. He's some bread, cause he's a loaf, but he isn't cause he's an oaf. Look out, here comes the Spider Loaf. That's gonna make a lot more sense to you after you watch the video for Into the Spider-Verse. Excellent. Oh my god, I can I share with you... A friend of ours, I saw their their kid, and she was like, "Hey, Price, do you want to sing? Do you want to sing your song for Chris?" And he goes, "Okay." And so this is the song. I'm gonna sing it to you exactly as he sang it to me. Ready? Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Does he fly? No, he doesn't, cause he's a spider, not a bat. That's the end. That's the song. That's the whole song. <laughs> That's so brilliant. Oh man. That's pretty good. Because he's a spider, not a bat. All true things. All true things. <laughs> he's not wrong. He's not wrong you know, in any way. We were supposed to get a trailer for the new Spider Man movie, and then that motherfucking son of a bitch died. Uh, whatever that president was or whatever. I know. And then he had to make it so we didn't get a trailer. Right. And so now we're stuck with just four trailers to talk about instead of five trailers to talk about. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. Oh, uh, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news on the time it takes to eat a sandwich and get out a sentence correctly, because, man, I really fucked that one up. <laughs> my name is Chris Treble. <laughs> Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. 
Say hello, Andrew. I thought you did a great job, Chris. I think I had a stroke. I'm not sure. <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode of the Media Lunch Break without you having one, so I'm glad you, That's you true. showed up. That's, that's very fair. What I like is sometimes if early in the episode, I have the stroke early, and then by the end of the episode, I just have a second stroke, and it writes the course. Yeah, sure. And it just kind of sets me back to normal again. Yeah, sometimes you have, it, you have the stroke early, and then it's just me talking for 45 more minutes. <laughs> right. And then right at the end of the 45, I just have another stroke and I'm like, oh, hey, Andrew, where can they find us? Yeah. And it just pulls out It always works out it's perfect great. timing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's like those scenes in the movies where the plane's going down and it drops below the frame and you hear the engine like go right, out. Right. And then you're like, oh my God, did they crash? And then at the very end, they pull up in front of the frame real big and loud. That's pretty much what it's like. So anyway, <laughs> that's a weird analogy. Moving on. Um, so... It was a big it was a big week for trailers yeah. and it was so big that we can't even cover them in the news segment. We got to we got to give it its own episode. Yeah. That's how big it is. It's so big we have to give it its own episode. Did I make it sound dirty? Yes. I think I did. So I got a couple I got four trailers here that I want to kind of break down, not even break down, but just kind of get your reactions to some of them. I don't think I've seen four trailers, so I'm going to be intrigued. Yeah, I have a feeling one or two of these you have not seen, but I'll, I'll throw them out there anyway, and I'll tell you what, I'll throw them out there. If you haven't seen them and you don't want to watch them, then you can share that thought with me, and if you are intrigued by it and then want to watch it, then we'll talk about it, you can do that. There's one of these that I feel like you're not going to care about in any way, shape, or form, and that's this first one right here. Godzilla King of Monsters had a new trailer drop. Right, I I saw that, and I I had nothing to do, and I thought, nah. (laughs) (laughs) You had nothing to do, and you still didn't want to waste your time watching the trailer? Look, I'm sure it's going to be very good. I didn't see the first one. I heard it was great. That's the one with Brian Cranston, right? And this one's got Millie Bobby Brown. Like, I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. I just have no interest in a giant lizard. I would really rather stick to giant green men. Thank you. (laughs) I watched this trailer. I saw the first Godzilla. I gotta say, I was a little underwhelmed by the first Godzilla. Mm. It's fine. Spoiler alert, Brian Cranston dies really early on in it. Really? Like, I went to go see this movie because I was like, Brian Cranston, Godzilla, I'm there. Yeah. And Brian Cranston, in the first 30 minutes, is dead. Wow. I thought he was like a main draw for that movie. No, it was... And then the rest of the movie is Ken Watanabe making everyone watch news footage of giant monsters coming out of the ground and then going, let them fight. Wow. And that's pretty much it. We have nothing to do in the movie. It's just a movie of letting monsters fight. Right. And this movie apparently is being painted as Ken Watanabe going, let them fight because we're all going to die anyway. So basically, I think his idea is like they're going to bring about all these monsters and just we're just going to give up and let them take over the earth. Which sounds like a riveting two hours. Sounds like a good idea, yeah. I mean, we haven't been doing anything too great, so why not just pass the buck? Well, I like how they're like, all these monsters come out, and it re- basically his reaction is like, they don't even try to stop him. He's just like, well, we're fucked, so just give up. Let's all just lay down and die. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. What's the half-life on these on, on humans anyway at this point, right? Like, we're, our time's pretty much come. We had a good run. Yeah. I think we, we can all establish we that. We all knew this was coming. That being said, 
yeah that being said i'm definitely gonna go see this movie i, I don't know just i have the feeling that i'm gonna go see well you this saw movie, the first one or at least so at some point I'm gonna I, i'd have to i did I'd have see to it. work up the inspiration to see the first one if i watch the trailer will it build up enough inspiration and motivation for me to watch the first one to go in see this no movie? way will it okay no great not at all no they're kind of these trailers are still kind of cryptic on exactly what the hell is going on yeah and this is supposed to be the next step in the tie-in of king kong and godzilla right so it was the first godzilla movie then it's king kong skull island then it's this movie and then it's godzilla kong whatever the hell the, that this isn't the called. godzilla versus kong movie this isn't that. This is the sequel Ugh. to the, to Godzilla, and then there's another King Kong Godzilla movie coming out. This is out. the Iron Man 2 for their next Avengers? Yes, this is that. Yikes. All right, so moving on from that one. New Captain Marvel trailer that dropped. Right, yeah, saw that one. So this is the first of what was supposed to be a trilogy. First new, the, the new Captain Marvel trailer. We get a little more plot. We get a lot more of like what's going on we know why she punched an old lady in the face as if she needed a reason am i right <laughs> old people i mean it's it's hard to this is kind of like the same way it's hard to review a good movie like i'm super excited about this movie the trailer looks great yeah it doesn't give it I'm, I'm thankful this isn't a spider-man homecoming let's give away the entire plot i'm hoping trailer. like i don't know i mean it's it's always so hard to tell well and, and especially with marvel specifically adding in things that aren't in the movies sometimes or taking things out that are in the movies so we don't see them. Sure. It's always hard to tell with them. I trust them, though. Like, I, I've seen them do enough that... Uh, and, and just as a reminder, Spider-Man Homecoming, Marvel worked as a consultant with them and sort of conducted... They, they provided the script and some of the, the cast and crew and stuff like that. But Sony was in charge of making the trailer. Oh, that's true. So Marvel didn't make yeah, the trailer. that's a good point. Uh so it's hard to say, but they have in the past done pretty well, especially recently. So I do trust that like there's going to be some twists and turns that we don't see in this trailer uh, and in the previous one. It's it's basically the like we didn't really see anything new from the last trailer. We got a, uh, we got a little bit more of her in space and in the suit with the mohawk, but that's basically it. Yeah, I I agree. I think you get a little more of the cat which is always a good thing for an action movie is more cat. And the more I see of the Samuel L. Jackson de-aging, the more I'm good with it. Like it actually looks pretty good. What well, I'm nearly certain they did nothing. I'm pretty sure he's immortal. They slapped on a wig and just called it a day. It, does he have hair? I barely remember. Did they Sharpie it on? Who knows? Who knows? Whatever. Is, is it spray paint? Is it soul glow? Could be. Who knows? Could be. Could be any of that. Either way, it's working for him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm liking this. I'm liking this trailer a lot. Okay, the next one, before we get to the grand finale, James Gunn's first post-Guardians movie, trailer for a movie called Brightburn. Have you seen this trailer? Brightburn? Yes. No, should I watch it right now? Watch it right now. Oh, God. <laughs> I just saw the thumbnail for the video. Right. Watch it right now. All right, here I go. Do it. Yeah, I'll be seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Does that not look incredible? Yeah, it looks like like a like if Superman was a horror movie. Exactly. And what I kind of love about it is that there's this interesting kind of overlap between the fact that James Gunn has now jumped onto Suicide Squad 2 and yet the movie looks extremely close to Man of Steel. Yeah. But way better. But way better. And way more interesting. And I would totally 
rather watch this movie than Man of Steel. Yeah. More than once. Yes. This looks incredible. I think this is a really great. Again, it's it's almost like a lovely little fuck you to everyone who fired him off of Guardians of like, I can still do superhero movies any way I want. Like, I can do whatever I want and you can fire me all you want, but I'm going to do superheroes if I want to. And I don't need... Like, I don't need a studio to, to give it to me. I can make up a great story for this all on my own. Somebody the other day I was talking to brought up New Mutants. And I went, New Mutants? Is that that TV show? And then they were like, no, no, it's that horror X-Men movie. And I was like, yeah. Oh, right. And it occurred to me that I could have just, that like, what likely would have happened if that person didn't bring that up, what likely would have happened is that it would have just come and gone and I never would have noticed this I'm going to keep track of. And it's it looks like it's what they're trying to do with New Mutants. Yeah, of make it like a superhero horror movie. Right. Yeah, it does. And New Mutants, I don't even know if it's ever going to come out. I don't know, know if we'll ever see the light of day um, between the whole... I mean, it, it has a trailer. It's in According to this, it's in theaters August 2nd. Right. Yeah, I think it, it might. There's been rumor that, like, because because of the Fox-Disney merger that it's going to... Right. There was a possibility Peter it was going to get shelved. It's going to fade away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I see what you did there. Because of the Thanos <laughs> thing. <laughs> the snapping. The, the snapping. But this is, yeah, this is definitely one that, again, kind of like what we were saying in the last episode with the toxic Avenger, like just taking something that we know and going off the beaten path with it makes it very intriguing. Right. And it's something that makes sense. Like if you had a character that had the powers of Superman and he grew up in a teenage, you know, as a teenager, he'd probably end up like this because he'd get picked on, but then he uses powers to feel superior to, to whoever is picking. Maybe. I mean, we also don't really know what's happening, right? Like that's fair. There isn't a lot going on in this trailer. Like story wise, is he fulfilling what he was sent here to do? Like, is it as a response of being bullied his whole life or like he's, he's subconsciously drawn to his spaceship in the bar. And I presume that's what they're talking about. Right. So maybe he is subconsciously drawn to fulfilling his destiny that he was set out to do. Yeah. That's that's fair too. I mean, could this be, yeah? Could this just be a warfaring species, and that's what its instinct is? Could this be right? You know, yeah, that's a fair point. I, and with James Gunn, I trust that there's going to be there's probably more to this than meets the eye. Well, yeah, the last um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two famously none of the trailers featured any footage from further than 15 minutes or 20 minutes or something into the movie. Right. So who knows what we're seeing here? Yeah. And so uh, that's one that I'm, I'm super excited about. Yeah, me too. That I think not a lot of people, I, I'll be honest. I did not watch this trailer at first because I saw the poster and I was like, eh, it's a horror movie. Okay. James Gunn horror movie. Like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. I'm not, I haven't been a big fan, so I'll probably pass. And then I realized what it was about, and I gave the trailer a try, and now I'm s- it's one of my most yeah. anticipated movies so far. That Thank I'm you for bringing it to my see. attention. Yep. We may even do an episode on it. I don't even know. That yeah, we might. Actually I was just thinking that. be a good one. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. The one that everyone's talking about, Avengers Endgame. Um, there's a couple of things to break down with this trailer that we can talk about. First and foremost... Endgame is the title, which is the first time that this is really revealed. Um, f- what's your feeling on the on the title? I'm sorry, what is this? Avengers what now? <laughs> Endgame? Oh, the Samuel Beckett play. Yes. 
Yes. It's a great one. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty short movie. In fact, the trailer is the movie. <laughs> uh, great. I, I feel like that's the cheapest, that's the least amount of money I've ever paid to see a Marvel movie. Uh, I, first impression, it's great, man. Like, I, I, I would have... Well, it's hard to say. My first... Like, the first time I saw it, I thought I would have edited this trailer differently and I would have put Ant-Man's thing in the middle and everything with Iron Man in it at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, so that it's like, oh, it's a goofy, fun thing. And then you're like, oh, shit, right. Iron Man's just hanging out in space and he's probably gonna die. Oh. And that's, like, the, the clench. Right. You know, instead of the, like... Because that's the thing you remember the most is what's at the end and the the shift in uh, emotion, the shift in the the tone. Right. Uh, and instead of it being like a happy-go-lucky, like goofy, oh, Ant-Man's here kind of shift, I think it would have more weight if instead the end is, right, Iron Man's stuck out in space, right. Tony Stark might be dead. Yeah, but I think that the it feels like what they're trying to tell you is the tone of this movie is going to be a little heavier than other Marvel movies. And they're throwing the Ant-Man thing in to go... See, that's the reason. Because what I got was that it's going to be a little lighter. Because it ends on a high note. And they're like, oh my god, it's Goofy it's goofy Ant-Man. And he's like, hey, can you buzz me in, buddy? Oh, see, what I was getting from that is that this is going to be a heavier movie. But don't worry. There is going to be a little levity. It's not just going to be two and a half hours of a oh i got of the an emo song i got oh that's gonna be it's gonna be goofy but there's gonna be a little bit of you know drama here and there yeah uh we got our first look at hawkeye yeah ronan yeah as ronan um sporting a a sweet sweet haircut and i'm loving yeah i've been waiting do you what do you know about ronan anything i know it, that ronan is a is an identity that is passed around from yep superhero to superhero like a two dollar hooker <laughs> that whenever they don't they're not using their superhero name for whatever reason they right. they will sometimes adopt the name ronin yeah because i think hawkeye's had it before i think has captain america had it before no three people have done it okay one of them was female. I think it might have been Kate Bishop, but I'm not entirely sure. But uh, also um, Blade, I believe. Okay. Was known as Ronan for a while? Yeah. Okay. I mean, is there any significance other than the fact that this is a, a moniker that people just kind of like pass around? Well, it, it actually started with, um, oh, it's, uh, it's the Red Guardian, Alexei Shostakov. It wasn't Kate Bishop, but it was Blade. Okay. Yeah, it's well, it's it's interesting because they're using it the way that it worked in the comics, which I was not expecting. I was never expecting that we would ever see Ronan. Um, Ronan is the direct response to uh, the comic equivalent of the Sokovia Accords. Like, Hawkeye is, like, balls deep into Civil War where he's fighting other superheroes and then the shit hits the fan um, Captain America is about to kill Iron Man and, uh, and like he's stopped by someone and he's like, don't hold me back. I have to finish this. And he looks and it's the people of it's, it's Americans. It's the people he has sworn to protect saying, you are destroying our country. You're destroying our city. All of our homes are wrecked. Please stop this madness. Everyone breaks up. Captain America turns himself in because, oh my God, what have I done? Uh, everyone goes into hiding. And Clint becomes, he's like, well, I can't be Hawkeye, but like, I can't just stop helping people. But if I'm Hawkeye, people are going to catch, they're going to see me and they're going to turn me in. So I have to be someone new. And he becomes a Ronin. And then because of that, since he is a mask over uh, another superhero, Ronin, 
uh, other once he he puts it once that all dies down and he can be Hawkeye again. Other people use that for that same thing to go into hiding, but still accomplish what needs to be accomplished. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So they are. It seems like they are actually using that really accurately, which is. Yeah. I think that works really well for him. Is his family dead? Or are they not dead? What do you think? I think they're probably dead. Um, I don't. I don't think it should matter. Like I feel like. I feel like it shouldn't even come up, but I think it probably will. I think they're going to, since they didn't give Hawkeye anything in the last movie, literally, I think probably there's going to be a moment. It's not going to be that it's his motivation, but I think it's going to come up that like someone's going to be like, Clint, what happened to your family? And he's going to be like, they're gone. They're just gone. I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going, you know? And that's going to be, I have a feeling that's going to be his motivation to join them on something just that like not as like revenge for his family or an attempt to get them back but just like well i don't have anything else to do and this is this is what i know in age of ultron they had how many kids two kids was it two kids and she was pregnant might have been why don't we google it (laughs) i think she i think they lost one of the kids Mm. I think it's not a full... Like, I don't think all of his family disappeared. Right. I think, like, some of his kids or both of his kids disappeared. Right. And so so he's, like, trying to figure out... I, I, I mean, the effect is still the same, whether he loses his entire family or part of his family. But maybe it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I... You know, th- that was some of the tough decision to come back is, like... Does, you know, what do I do after, after, you know, do I still have a family going after this? This is getting into a weird, a weird conversation. But I think that's, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that. Where it's not as simple as, oh, just my entire family disappears. So now I'm on my own and I can Hawkeye it up all I want. But there's a, a different motivation to it. I lost a kid. My family's in shambles but I still feel this pull to go out and do this thing. Um, but there's, you know, th- so there's a push pull. I think that g- gives an interesting conflict that they might include. That's kind of, I mean, like I said, that's just kind of my gut instinct. You are probably right. It's probably just his entire family. Is right. Gone. It, I think it would be better though, to give him a more complicated backstory in this movie. Like you're saying, right. And that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. For the record, it is two kids and a fetus. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think he loses like one, maybe two kids. Right. Because if I, he definitely didn't lose like one kid and a wife because he would not be coming back. He'd be raising Right. He'd a be kid. raising kids. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If for no other reason than babysitters are freaking expensive <laughs> and he, he'll be gone for a while. Yeah. Well, so, and the whole reason he lives out there is because no one knows he's there. there. Exactly. So, it's <laughs> so it little, wouldn't make sense for him to get a babysitter. Right. It's a little tough. So I think he either lost his entire family or just a couple of his kids. <laughs> just just a couple of his kids, you know. Just a few. Not like... He's fine. So Tony Stark looks like he's alone in that ship. But almost definitely not. Nebula, certainly. Was it just him and Nebula at the end on the, I, on the planet? I couldn't remember. Yeah, all the Guardians died except for uh, Rocket. Right. And he's on Earth. So yeah, so it's just him and Nebula. Right. Just hanging out. They should do a buddy spinoff. 
I'm just debating, has Tony Stark... Murdered her? ...tried to sleep with Nebula yet? Oh, okay. <laughs> that actually might work. That's, stuff like that happened in the comics all the time. Oh, I'm sure that... It, I know that it does. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's like, well, but she's a machine. It doesn't count. Yeah, he's like, not my first time with a machine. Let me tell you what. Yeah. If this... You know what? If this was like Iron Man 2 era... He would have totally already had sex with her. He would have had sex with Three, her. Three. I would have expected it. Yeah. He would have had sex with her in the middle of, of Infinity War. <laughs> like, during the battle. Yeah, you're not wrong. But yeah, so I, it's just the two of them. Is she gonna die? She can't die. Like, he's like, the food run, uh, ran out four days ago. Right. The air's yeah, gonna run out. Fine. She's a machine. She's gonna keep on living... What the fuck is she doing then? To be fair, I think she's a cyborg. That's tr- Oh, that's true. She did have human body parts. For- right. But they don't really explain which body no, parts are still human and which aren't. Which is probably the only reason that Tony Stark hasn't had sex with her yet. That's true. Here's, here's a question for you. <laughs> is Tony Stark distressed because he's actually out of food and he's going to run out of air the next morning? Or is it because he's going through withdrawal because he hasn't had scotch in like three days? Oh, it's most definitely the scotch. You can see yeah, that's, that's what, what they don't reveal in the trailer is that speech that he does is really like an hour and a half after the whole the end of the movie happens. And he's already like, we're all going to die. And it's basically because he's sobering up and he hasn't had a drink. Let me ask you a question, Chris. What if Endgame is uh, uh, like a red herring and we all go to the theater and then it's like him like trying to just like shaking and shivering and he's like, I just need one drink. And then it cuts and it's like Avengers demon in a bottle. That'd be fucking incredible. I mean, they're going to get three hours of Tony Stark's alcohol. It'd be incredible. It'd be the best. It'd be fantastic. I mean, no matter what, it'd be better than Iron Man 3. So, either way, it's fine. Yeah, well, and no matter what, it'd be better than Demon in a Bottle the comic. I mean, it's hard not to be. Um, yeah. Because you know what would it... You know what would have over Demon in a Bottle the comic? Anything to do with actual drinking in any sort of way. Because as we've discussed, <laughs> yeah. he drinks, like, three glasses of whiskey or something. And yeah. first of all, Tony Stark is the light, the the biggest lightweight I've ever seen in my life in that comic. Right. Because he has a, like a half a bottle or half a bottle, half a glass of scotch with ice in it. <laughs> and all of a sudden he's pinching stewardess's asses and whatever. And then he's like, I've had too much. Yeah. But also like. It's funny because I was expect. I remember when we read it, we talked about this ad nauseum at the time, so we don't have to go too much into it. But I remember being like, he's still saving the world. Like, I was expecting him to, like, miss some stuff and, like, oh, God, a bunch of people died. But that doesn't happen until, like, the last issue. And then the last issue is just, like, 20 pages of him, like, shaking and vomiting. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's, it's it's so, so weird. weird. It's all back-ended. So this would at least, like, have a plot line that that you know use that it's exactly the same but this time it's in space even better <laughs> and and he has sex with a robot <laughs> yeah i mean you can't Did he have wrong. sex with the robot in the one in the 70s you'd think that would happen in the 70s probably i'm surprised that there was there wasn't as much having sex with a robot in the 70s both in comics and in life let me ask you one incredibly important question, Chris. Okay, go. Does he have sex with the robot, or does he have sex with the ship? Or, 
there's a dark horse in this. The Iron Man mask. Oh, he's definitely had sex with that mask. <laughs> there's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> there's no... A hundred percent he's had sex wearing the mask. He's had sex with the mask. He's had... You know yeah. he's also... Like, because he can automate those suits. So, you know, he's brought them into the bedroom. Right. Like, he's just had, like... Yeah. He, you know, he's he's used them before, like, as a three-way thing. It's, I guarantee you, they have had so much sex in them, on them, used for... It's not even funny. Like, it's really... There should be a support group for those suits for the type of things that Tony Stark has probably done to them. And that poor mask... How do you think the part... It looks really haggard. Right. What do you think happened to it? I mean, I think we've already established it. It's Yeah, it's not good. Okay? it's Nothing good has been happening to that mask since Pepper Potts has not been around and since he's been out of alcohol. Okay? He's... Yeah, I mean, he's... Yeah, exactly. He's been been away from alcohol and Pepper Potts for like two and a half hours. Yeah. So... He's like, I got the shakes, I got the sweats, I gotta relieve the tension somehow! And the mask is like, oh, Jesus, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Friday, so, Friday stopped responding. She's still there. She's just trying to keep quiet. She's like, if I don't talk, maybe he won't bother me anymore. Right. Yeah. If I just act like I'm asleep. Right. So changing the subject to something uh, less awful. No, let's stay on this. Let's stay the course on this. <laughs> What else has Tony Stark had sex with in space? <laughs> no, co- please, please get me off this topic. <laughs> I kind of don't want to now. This is what should have been the Patreon feed. This, this is great. This is really killer right uh, now. What? I mean, here I am. I'm mid-stroke. I think we should move on to the reading assignment, Chris. <laughs> yes, I think we should too. So long story short, this is going to be a shit show. I'm not seeing this. Um... <laughs> Should we move on to the reading assignment? Yeah. Let's talk about... Let's get this over with. Let's talk about this reading assignment. Let's. Okay. So, you want to you wanna refresh our memory on what I actually gave you? Yeah. I meant to rewatch it again today. I've watched it twice, <sighs> but it was a while ago. That's fair. Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of Canon Films. Yes. It's a documentary about Canon Films. Uh, it's written and directed by Mark Hartley and produced by the one... The only, and I was very surprised when I saw this name, Brett Ratner. <laughs> that surprised me none. I didn't realize he... No, did I see it in the credits that he produced? I don't think I did, but it surprised me none um, when you say it. Well, it's... it's So, this is a documentary, straight up, uh, about the Canon Group Incorporated, uh, which is... And I use this term incredibly loosely... A production company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. That's a very fair assessment. Uh, is it is it fair to say that their biggest success was Breakin'? I would... Yes, I would say that they're, they're probably... So, Canon Films, and this is kind of the reason... So, the documentary itself, the quality of the documentary itself is not great... Um, I will con- I will definitely cop to that. Well, they skip um, over some movies that when I went to see other other films that this production company had made, I was very surprised they didn't touch on them. Yeah, they did a lot. And the reason that I was intrigued by this story and, and kind of the reason I did, I wanted you to watch it so that we could talk about it is that Canon Films um, 
produced a lot of movies in the 80s um, that they were kind of those typical 80s movies. Right. Those typical 80, 80s action movies, a lot of the Chuck Norris films. Yeah, I was going to say like 40 Chuck Norris movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they did Break-In, probably... They started with, what's his name? Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van, Van Damme. Damme. They, they gave him like a, a, a foot right. in the door. And it's kind of one of those interesting stories, like a lot of big people worked on movies for them, but somehow those people were able to kind of rise above them, but use their ability to make these movies you know what i mean like slice alone was in there right they finally they they did superman 4 the last superman movie right um yeah they and they got they got um christopher reeve by offering that he could do anything he wanted and so he chose to write co-write the film right break into electric boogaloo is probably one of their most famous films just for the title because everyone likes to use electric boogaloo as like right a yeah i use title. it all the time yeah and that's this film. What I found... Well, actually, let me... Why don't I... Since it's your assignment, I'll I'll toss it to you first. Um, barring in mind, like I said, the, the quality of the documentary itself is not fantastic. But was there anything in this, in this documentary that you found interesting or redeeming at all in any way, shape, or form? Yes, and it's interesting. The number one thing is that the two dudes it's about never appear. Yes. And they released their own documentary about the canon group three weeks before this one. Which I love because it is quintessentially canon. You know what I mean? Like that Absolutely. is... Absolutely. Yeah. It follows suit on the story that this documentary tells so perfectly. If this documentary had ended any other way... I would have been like, why in the world did you even assign this to me? But that ending alone is right. so quintessential. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah I think they, it's an interesting story. Because like I said, this this group of people, I almost want to say, and this is what intrigued me about this, to give it to you. I almost want to say that these guys don't get a fair shake as for what they contributed towards movies in the 80s. Wow, that's a bold statement. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that they created, like, the next set of Citizen Canes or anything. But when you think of 80s movies and what you think of the tropes are and what you think of what an idea of, like, an 80s, especially an 80s action movie is, it's a canon film and you don't realize it. Firstly. Does that make sense? Yeah. But first of all, in response, A, I would murder anyone on this planet if it meant that I could see their version of Citizen Kane. That's fair. Secondly. There would be a lot of murder in their version of Citizen Kane, which would yeah, be great. Yeah, if we're lucky, murder. Oh man, can you imagine what Rosebud would be in their version? <laughs> it would just be a woman dressed like a sled. It would just be like Bo Derek dressed as a sled. <laughs> but topless. Yeah, certainly. I, I actually have some questions to send back to you now. So, Breakin... <laughs> Fucking explain yourself. That's question one. <laughs> yeah, what have you got to say for yourself? That's yeah. question number one. Question number two is, Breakin cost $1 million to make. Yes. It made $56 million. Right. Where did that money go? I have no idea. Into it's 55 other Chuck Norris films. <laughs> but, like... 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they talk about how they they were they were sort of losing money. They they weren't quite making a profit, but right. it was close. And then it just chipped away at their company enough until they closed. They made fifty five million dollars in profit on, on, on that one movie. movie. I know. What I yeah. kind of love. This is what I kind of love about them. It's like you get an inside look on what it would be like if a movie studio was run by absolute lunatics, because they have no. They, they're like, oh, we're great businessmen. You have no business acumen whatsoever. You're completely insane, both of you. You, you, well, you're not it's, even. It's, you get an idea. You get an idea of what a, a production company would be run. What, what a production company would be like if it was run by Hans and Franz from SNL. Right, basically, that's basically true. <laughs> that's such a good point. <laughs> it's really what it is because they have, and I. I think what I kind of love about them because they kind of create in the through the documentary, there is, at least I found something slightly endearing about, at least one of them, and I forget which which one it is, but you just can tell like he loves movies, he loves movies. Right, They're, he's right. Not, one of them was the artist, and one of them was the business was the businessman, and the artist the just artist. loved movies yeah was he, he just good wanted at, to make the number one hit film right was he good at doing it he wasn't great but he just i i appreciated like whenever you saw footage of him or heard people talking about him his passion for whatever he was doing was full yeah, on i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you off right here uh i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that his passion wasn't for making movies his passion was for uh naked women and explosions <laughs> That's, really, in a way, that's what a Michael movie Bay is. owes a lot to this guy. That, but this is what I'm saying. This is actually that's you kind of bring me around to what my original point about this was is that when you think of that type of a movie that has inspired something like Michael Bay or any of the big action films, uh, things like The Expendables uh, and that franchise, that's this is these are the guys that kind of made that that you know um, those '80s action movie tropes this is where it came yeah you're not wrong you know that's what canon film did and are the a lot of the movies good not necessarily but when you're you know when someone like and i'm not saying this is a one-to-one comparison so so bear with me on this but when you citizen get something uh, yeah when you get something like citizen kane no but when you get something like stranger things with the duffer brothers that pays homage to a certain genre so closely like stranger things does sure um this is these are the types of i'm not saying that the stranger things is drawing from canon films but what i'm saying is right, people right. like but, the duffer brothers stranger who, things is to like ghostbusters and right. national lampoon and all those other 80s movies the same way that expendables is to canon exactly group. the people who who um are making movies now and paying homage to to those things that you when you watch right. it you go oh that's so true of like an 80s movie or that's so that feels so retro it's funny though, i think you're giving a lot of credit way too much credit to people i wouldn't say they're giving them homage i would say though they probably wouldn't exist without the canon group. that's what that's really what i'm trying to say yeah so here's my second question okay go they paid marvel comics two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars peanuts for the spider-man license the movie license yes yes uh, the contract was uh it included a writer that said if they didn't make a movie in five years of spider-man the, the rights went back 
which then later I think they got sold off off again to Sony. But right. they didn't make a movie, the Canon Group, uh, for five years, so went back. Could that have saved the Canon Group? I feel like they would have fucked that up so royally that <laughs> it would have made no difference. I really do. I, I really. I mean, they had. Listen, you had Superman, okay? Right. And you fucked it up. Well, and years later, they got Captain America, which was a straight-to-video movie, or as I like to call it, Crapped in America. I've seen that movie. Uh... I I um rented that movie as a child. Wow. And I was blown what, away. What was it like seeing your your hopes and dreams shatter in front of you? You know what? Back back then, that was the only live action thing we had. Yeah. Did America. you fucking love it? I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I. You know what's funny? Uh, you know, I, I think recently, and again, I hate I hate to. Uh, promote the weekly planet on here because it's basically just an australian version of our podcast but better but they recently did a um their caravan of garbage segment on a spider-man tv show yes and i it's a show that i fucking watched and i thought it was the greatest thing on the entire damn planet and then like i rewatched it in this segment and i was like oof <laughs> yeah it's really bad it's hard man yeah. I, I mean, yeah, watching it now, even the clips that they show in the documentary, oh, it's so bad. But I remember watching it as a kid and being like, I can't believe they made a live-action Captain America. <laughs> how did this not just overtake the world? Yeah, and you're like, how did they do all these great special effects? Right. So the second time I watched this documentary, and this is such an old throwback, a callback, and I don't think any of our listeners are going are gonna to pick up on this because it's so old, but... The second time watching it, it occurred to me, they closed abruptly, right? Like there was a movie that like they had to finish the movie because they didn't have the money to do the special effects. And that was sort right, of a right, red flag. Right. But then like a movie later, they closed and it's super abrupt. And it made me think of, remember forever ago when we were covering No Man's Sky, that video yes, game once every 100%. episode? And the yes. last one we did was that their office was just abandoned. Yes. This is definitely <laughs> those guys. That reminds yeah, me of. these guys probably made No Man's yeah. Sky. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it may, no Man's Sky might be a canon production. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, or at least inspired by. Wow. So there you go. I. It's good we had this conversation because I'll be honest with you, I forgot exactly why I assigned it to you. <laughs> like it was so I'm. Do you in remember? the time I do now, because I was like, I was intrigued on what your thoughts of like actual kind of film. And if I was just cr- crazy for seeing the, the things that I, I assumed it was because you've just always hated me. No, I was like, I remember watching this documentary and I'm like, it's not great, but I'm intrigued to see. Cause sometimes <laughs> I'll just give you something just to see if you're like, what the fuck is this? Like, I just yeah, want to see... I did that to you a lot. I will sometimes just give you a, th- a thing if I'm like, I just want to see what his reaction will be. I just like to poke the bear <laughs> sometimes. And this time, this was definitely one of those assignments. I wasn't purposely, well, like, trying to, to tank to, it. To, but... My favorite thing to assign you is uh, things that are critically acclaimed that I hate and see what you think. And so far, we've always agreed. Like, Demon in a Bottle was one, and the other one was um, Secret Wars, the the old one that I oh, was yeah. like, this is not yeah, great. No, they're both terrible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's great. I mean, it's it's cool as well that um, New Image now owns the Canon Group, like all of their stuff, and they they do they actually. You know, it's funny you brought up the Expendables. 
because the same production company that owns the Canon Group now and their whole backlog, uh, New Image, created The Expendables. And also London has fallen and Olympus has fallen. Right. Yeah, all those things that you would go, oh, yeah, that's like it's a new age of, yeah. Right. And Brett Ratner probably fucked every single person on that set against their wishes. Probably. And then he went to space and he fucked the spaceship. That's it. That's it. All right. Wow. All right. So, do you have one for me? Do you have a what's my what's my assignment? What is it? I'm eagerly anticipating. I'm so excited. I'm breaking out into a cold sweat. I'm so excited to find out what this is. Well, the last episode, I said it was probably going to be Cannibal the Musical. Okay. But that was a week ago. That's true. So now I've had a whole week to think about it. Yes. And so, uh. I'm going to give you Cannibal the Musical. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. I don't know if you edited out that pause, but if you didn't, there was a long space there where I could literally hear you just looking around your room at the bookshelf, deciding <laughs> if, <laughs> deciding on like, if you could just reach something within arm's length to pull off a shelf and go, your reading assignment is... But there's clearly nothing within arm's reach. Or like there's just a th- series of boxes blocking the bookshelf that you can't see what's on there. I'm not in the room yeah, that's that my pretty bookshelf much what, is in. Yeah. I was looking around but anyway to see But I could see you see reaching if, around. Yeah. Like I was waiting for you to be like, your next reading assignment is Deadpool action figure. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> or I was, I was going to say, your next reading assignment is the back of this deodorant stick yes i can definitely hear you doing that all right (laughs) cannibal the musical how can i how can i find this thing i don't know i have it on dvd check i I mean do you have netflix i do have the netflix check check netflix Netflix. it might be on there it's probably on lines it might be on youtube in all honesty i'm i'm literally gonna check netflix right now i'm gonna check youtube right now okay i'm gonna check youtube right now Cannibal, the musical. Yeah, the whole thing is on YouTube. (laughs) In full screen, as God intended. (laughs) I love it so much. Okay, great. Fantastic. So for everyone else out there and for you as well, I don't know how much you are familiar with this. You said you're... Is this... Is it... Am I seeing a steal of Trey Parker... That's here? correct. So this was Fantastic. Matt Stone and Trey Parker's like project in school that they they were using like school resources and they should have been doing it for class, but they basically used it to like drop out of school and try to to go with their their uh, production career. Okay. Um, so this is their first thing that they have professionally produced. They did it oh, with like they spent like five thousand dollars on it, and most of that money went to feeding a horse. fucking brilliant it's uh, so well, good that's dude. how much it's good to know that's how much it takes to feed a horse though it's valuable <laughs> well for the course of like months of filming you know yeah this i love that this took months of filming yeah well it is it a musical so yeah it's a big budget true. movie that's right it's a real big budget this isn't some um, shit ass thing like avengers or uh, that's true where all you do, you just watch Robert Downey Jr. fuck things in space for two hours. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like that. Yeah. 
I'm I'm looking for, okay. I'm excited about this. It's real good, man. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, yeah, before before me. South Park, before Book of Mormon, it's they're super young. They don't have any idea what they're doing. You'll you'll see. I mean, have you ever watched a little South Park? Yes. Yeah, you'll you'll see South Park references before South Park was invented. You know, nice. Uh, there's there's a lot of you can definitely see their trajectory from here. It's really really okay. nice. Okay. All right. I'm looking forward to this. All right. That's it. That's it. We did it. We did another we thing. We did it. It's a thing, and it's done, and it's a thing of some yeah, kind. It's, Tony Stark's thing in right. a robot. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Andrew. What, hey, yes. Yeah. What? Hey, Andrew. What uh, is it? Why do you do this every episode? What? Because I always forget. Where can they find us? Oh, you forget that. Well, what a coincidence. Because I also forget it. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we just said. Yeah, I guess it's over. <laughs> just end the episode. They, they... That's it. <laughs> You know what? Normally I would yes and you, but I'm just going to do a, a turnaround. Okay. I'm going to do a 180 yep. and head back to telling people where they can find sounds us. Sounds good. Let's just wrap this shit up. All right. Sounds good. So they can find us on soundcloud.com slash the media lunch break. Uh, you can also listen to us on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play Music. You can check out our videos on uh, YouTube where we should, I think we either have an Aquaman video going up now or it'll be up uh, in the near future yeah um, you can also find us on twitter.com where our handle is at media lunch break you can find us on facebook uh, you can find us on patreon.com slash the media lunch break you can go to our website at www.themedialunchbreak.com or you can send us an email at the media lunch break at gmail.com there it is that's all of them that's all the things yeah, we are, we are so accessible. If you want to rate us on iTunes, I feel like that's a thing that we should be plugging, possibly. Yeah, please do. I don't know and what like it our does. videos on YouTube. Um, yeah, so if you want to give us a five-star review, you can do that on iTunes. If you want to give us a one-star review, that's a it's a different website. I don't know how to access it, but that's a different website. Yeah, I feel like Fresnerd, Eric, Julie, I feel like you all probably have, but if you haven't, can we even really call you friends? That's true. If you haven't done it already, you're dead to us. I'm a liar. Please, <laughs> please don't, please don't take that personally. Yeah, please you can fix give it. Us a review. Okay. All right. That's it. That's the end of this show, and we are gonna do another show at another time that we don't know yet. This is a weird ending. I'm breaking out into my own musical at this point. So I, I actually wanted to ask you one more thing, Chris. Holy shit! In the my mouth. What? Do you not want the audience to know that the owners of the Canon Group are your two grandpas? Listen, I'm not ashamed of Papa and Grandpa. And Grindlethorpe. <laughs> and fucking <laughs> Chimchu. And fucking... And fucking... Fucking... Tweedleduck and fucking... This is my favorite callback joke. This is a weird... I like how it just keeps going. It never ends. This is... This is... This is more life to it than Bombadick. I was just gonna say fucking Bombadick. Fucking Bombadick. Yeah. Got it. Nailed it. All right. So long. Farewell. Avita's I don't like this ending. This is a weird... We're just petering out on this one. All right. I'm going to make this whole thing just fade into like a... Like it's just going to fade out while we're talking. Into oblivion? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. All right. Just fade this out slowly. Yeah. Like, 
We're just slowly dying. Spadoinkle. This faded. What? <laughs> It'll make sense after you watch Cannibal. Great. I mean, it won't, actually, but you'll get why I said it. Okay, that's even better.